was a great day. I spoke in tongues today again. But then I realized, no, there's more to that. So I started praying in tongues. At the time in my life, I was afraid to be called to pray in English. Because most of the time I did all in tongues. But when I opened the scriptures, it jumps after me. And not just the knowledge of it, but the practice of the scriptures. I can go out and do things and God will confirm it. Just like that. So I realized there is something in this. So I was praying in tongues all the time. I remember once I was at home and I'm coming back to my message. I was at home. I had learned this from the United States, listening and studying on my own. And I called a pastor and said, Brother Goodluck, let's pray together. Because they didn't pray in tongues for long. They prayed for a few seconds and they quit. Or for a few, maybe a few minutes and they quit. And, then, and in essence, that's not the way to pray. I, I, so we got together to pray. We knelt down. And I was speaking in tongues and we not stop. He thought something was wrong with this man. How could he be speaking? Is this God? So he started rebuking. I bind you. I bind you, Satan. I bind you. And then I thought, what is he binding? Then I realized he was trying to bind me from speaking in tongues. <laughs> he was trying to bind me. I didn't tell him, you're wrong. So the more he was binding, the louder I spoke in tongues. <laughs> the louder I spoke in tongues. And more. And he was, oh, I bind you. <laughs> Finally, he saw nothing was wrong with me. He says, where did you get this? I had to teach him from the word. As a pastor. And I wasn't a pastor, just a layman. And then he started practicing it and teaching other pastors. This was in Nigeria. What I'm about to share with you, what I've been sharing with you, is the core of Christianity. You cannot be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. You can't. You need the Holy Spirit. And the church is setting aside today and they are just doing their own things. And I know God's using them to bring people to Him because He loves the people, not because of them. Because He loves the people and He wants them. So He still uses them. But they need to uh, discover the Holy Spirit and His power in the church. It's very important. You know, the Bible tells us, I believe, Teresa, can you put that up for me? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, these things we speak. These things we speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Not what man is teaching, not the wisdom of man, not the words which man's wisdom. So there is man's wisdom and there is the spirit's wisdom. And we are supposed to speak the things of the spirit's wisdom. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Don't give me one scripture and make a big deal out of it. Show me some other scripture that backs what you're saying. And show me a few scriptures. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, the scripture, let it, Jesus said, let the matter be established. So when I go into uh, talking about a particular topic, I just don't want to use one scripture to, to deliver my message. 
because it doesn't make sense. People can twist scriptures. But when scriptures, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, they come together and then you have this full revelation. And once the revelation comes to you, nobody can stop you. Revelation is the key. And the one that reveals is the Holy Spirit. When he is come, he will guide you into all truth. And he's here today. We cannot guide ourselves into all truth. You don't have the ability. This is divine. You need the Holy Spirit in your life to guide you. And you shouldn't be afraid of him. And some people are, they're afraid. I don't want to get into this spiritual thing. It will make me, uh, uh, I become like uh, someone, someone who is cuckoo. <laughs> Hanging from the chandeliers. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's them. To draw attention to themselves. I don't need to be gyrating to show the Holy Spirit is on me. Huh? No, we cast out a demon. You know, Jesus wasn't moving around, shaking all the time when the Holy Spirit, I'm going to raise Lazarus now. And they say, oh, look at how he's shaking. He's going to raise Lazarus. No, that's just you. Just to draw attention to yourself. To make people think you're spiritual. I don't need that. I don't need that. I just need to be myself. And let the Holy Spirit use me. So we compare spiritual things with spiritual and if you're a Christian, you need to know this because that's the, what makes you grow in Christ. If you do this, this, this these days at home, I spend a lot of time. It can be an hour. I don't speak a few, just a few words in English. And I can tell there's a big difference. Continues. An hour and more. Listen. The disciples made sure every new believer received the Holy Spirit. We as pastors don't do that anymore. They make sure whenever somebody is saved that they receive the Holy Spirit. That's what Peter said. He says, repent and believe the gospel. And you will be baptized with the Holy, and you shall receive the Holy Repent and be baptized and you will receive the Holy Spirit. So people don't understand just because you have received Christ and you have been baptized in water, that's not all. The next thing is to receive the Holy Spirit because you need the Holy Spirit for the Spirit's work. You need Him. And so the disciples, the early disciples, they made sure once you receive the gospel, you receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was working with them. In Cornelius' home, it was the gospel. While Peter was preaching the gospel, the Holy Spirit said, you're talking too long. We need to get this business taken care of. He came and filled everybody in Cornelius' home with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's so important. They heard them speaking in tongues. That's how they knew the Holy Spirit had come upon them. Because they were dealing with Gentiles. They couldn't believe Gentiles. God gave them the same Holy Spirit that we receive. They're speaking in tongues. Now in America, everybody thinks it's a strange thing for Christians to speak in tongues. No! That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way of the New Testament. The Acts chapter, Acts, the book of Acts don't, don't, doesn't end with Amen. Means we need to continue the book of Acts. He says we got 28 chapters. We the 29th chapter. We're doing the work of God. He continues. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. What he did before, he's still doing today. He's still healing people today, just as before. 
Listen to this. He says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached preached Christ to them. So he went down and preached Christ. And the multitude, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles. We can still do miracles. Can I hear an amen? Yes, we can still do miracles. When I'm holding a crusade, I'm expecting people to be healed. And they get healed. I remember one situation, I took, because I tell them, if you're sick, lay your hands on the place where you're hurting. This lady said, well, I have so many places that I'm hurting. So she put her hand on her head and somewhere else, and she was looking for another hand to place on another place of her body that was hurting. So, that's it. And she got healed. She got healed. God took all of that away. Why I'm doing the healing? I don't know what's going on in the field. I had no clue. The guests who knew, the Holy Spirit, He was out there with them, enriching them, and healing them. They saw the miracles which He did, so they believed. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of, the, of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. The whole people came around and they saw what was going on. Philip was doing miracles. And the people believed because they saw the miracles. We go out and preach. And you know, I remember saying, God, I'm not going out to preach unless you do the miracles. I got the guarantee. I got to have the guarantee that you will heal the sick. Oh, yes. And before long, they were saying in Nigeria there, because that's the only place they will allow me to speak. You can't come from science and begin to be a preacher. And that's what I did. So I knew they wouldn't accept me in the United States. Uh, you haven't been in Bible college. How are you going to preach to us? But I knew the Nigerians would like me. I came from America, okay? <laughs> I came from America. They would let me preach. So I went about churches. So it's just the first church. So many people were healed. People with, that had accidents. God healed them right straight like that. And so many. And then they started introducing me as a healing minister. And I'll stand there and say, who are you talking about? When did I become a healing minister? Just a few days back. It started off. And it was so many all over the country. Why? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He does the miracles to draw attention. But listen to this, what it says in verse uh, 10, uh, verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, what does that mean? They have received Christ as their Savior. Can you agree with me that they had received Christ as their Savior? Yeah, he says they received the word of God. They were joyful, the whole city. They were joyful. They received the word of God. They sent Peter and John when the disciples in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received Christ as their Savior. They then sent Peter and John to them. Now, James was no longer alive because uh, Herod killed James. James, Peter, and John. Or Peter, James, and John. James was no longer alive. These were the chief disciples in Jerusalem. They let their leader, the two major leaders, leave them because there was a greater work to do in Samaria than in Jerusalem. Get it. Get it. 
So they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why did Peter and John go so that they would receive the Holy Spirit? Philip didn't pray for them, he just baptized them. So receiving the Holy Spirit is very important. It's very important to our faith. And so they sent these two great disciples, apostles, you go to Jerusalem and make sure the new believers receive the Holy Spirit. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. We let the Christian walk on their own, by their own strength for years. And they don't grow. They don't have any understanding. They can't even grasp the word of God. Because it was, according to Second Corinthians, I mean First Corinthians 2 verse 14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They don't. They don't understand it. So they stay that way, understanding little. And before long, you can tell the difference between them and the world people. The people of the world. They act just like the world people. But they go to church every Sunday. They go to church. But there's nothing happening. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not at work in their lives. Miracles. We're talking about miracles. That's spooky. You mean you saw a hand grow up, grow out? Woo! But they are believers. They receive Christ. They just haven't been taught. So they sent these two disciples, apostles, let them receive the Holy Spirit. Listen to it. When they came, and it says, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For or because, as yet, he had, the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon none of them. So they had been saved. Listen to this. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So just because you have been baptized doesn't mean you have the Holy Spirit. Been baptized with the Holy Spirit because pastor baptized you in water? No. That's a lie. These disciples came and because they knew they had received Christ and they had been baptized. That tells you they had received the word of God. They prayed to Jesus to save them. And then they were baptized. They, were baptized. they laid their hands on them so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. A second experience. What makes you think your experience should be different? Are we more holy, are we more holy than the people of their day? What makes you think it should be different? This is the blueprint for Christianity. You get saved and then you receive the Holy Spirit. And the disciples make sure that happened. And the Holy Spirit also who was working with them because they said we are his witnesses and the Holy Spirit who he, who he has given to us. The Holy Spirit was a witness. He was the one in Cornelius' home, Cornelius' home and immediately he filled the people, all of them, with the Holy Spirit. And think about Cornelius. Cornelius not only gathered his family, he gathered all of his friends. All of his friends. They knew he was a godly man, but I'm not sure they were all godly. But you cannot be godly without the Holy Spirit. You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. And this is the one we've set aside, and we want to do Christianity outside the Holy Spirit. He's the one in charge. I have to do that. I pray that everyone hearing my voice today... You will change your mind about some of the things you've heard in the past and begin to spend time with the Holy Spirit, asking Him questions and praying in His Spirit. We're coming to that. 
It says they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when, this is verse 17, and when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered the money. <laughs> I've never seen somebody that stupid. Excuse me. <laughs> he says, I gave him, let me bribe you and, and let the power you got come to me so everyone I lay my hands on will receive the Holy Spirit. How did he know that? He heard them speaking in tongues. And so he wanted that. It was a miracle. It's, it's, this hasn't changed. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This hasn't changed. Your tongue is a little fire in the forest. Hello. Words. I talked about language, right? Language. We are speaking spirits. And our words make, they are very powerful. I've learned this. One thing I don't do, I don't complain. Because once you start complaining, <laughs> you are in a different world. You're in, the, in the misery, and, 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 and guess what? Who your uh, teammate is? The devil. That's your teammate in your misery as you are complaining. He says, I like that, I like that. Let's do it together. And he gives you more things to complain about and gripe about. No, when it's God, I am his. Whatever he wills, I'm willing to go through it for his name's sake. Not afraid of anything. I've got God. He's going to take care of me. Amen. Your tongue. The Bible teaches us about the power of the tongue. You know the scriptures. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And it says, I discovered after Adam fell, his language carried death as well. As life. Depending on which he chose to speak. That's natural words. Your natural words can direct your life. What you say with your mouth is what you receive. Because it's what you believe. You don't speak what you don't believe. You're not comfortable with saying something that came in the news that you don't think is true. You tell them, they said. Not I said, they said. Because you don't believe what they're saying. But when you affirm this for yourself, that's what's, come to, that's what's going to come to you. Listen to this. It says, for we all stumble, James chapter 3, verse, 25, uh, 12, verse 2 through 5. For we all stumble in many things. We stumble in many things. We make mistakes in many things. We stumble and we fall in many things. That's our lives. We don't understand that. But listen to what he says. If anyone does not stumble in word, if you don't stumble in what you say, listen to what he says. He is a perfect man. Your words determine the way you live. What you say determines how your life is going to be. If anyone convinces you to speak the negative, that's where you are going to be. The one who is able to hold on to speaking what is right, the same is a perfect man. According to the scripture, I didn't write that. James, through the Holy Spirit, wrote that. The same is a perfect man. 
If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. We're talking about self-control. comes from what you say. Self-control. You can bridle your whole body based on the words that you speak. Just words. The words are very important. Natural words that we speak. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, it says, But I say to you that for every idle word, men may speak. You, can, you have the right to say anything you want to say. But for every idle word that men may speak, they will give account of it on the day of judgment. So your words are not just idle. Your words doing something to you and everyone who is hearing it. If you start speaking words of abuse to somebody, it's going to control their lives. That's what happened with abuse. Verbal abuse. It changes the person's life who is receiving the verbal abuse. And it changes your own life. You become so wicked, you can't even see you're destroying somebody's life. Because of your words. And that person's life is totally changed. Because of what you're saying. Until they, God, God, God have mercy. Until they meet somebody that will tell them, no, that's wrong way of living. That's wrong words. No, who told you that? Change the way you talk. And they start believing. And they start to grow. That's, how you, that's your job. Amen? That's our job. To reach out to them. That's the wrong way to think. That's the word. Why did you say that? Well, my mother always said, forget what your mother said. Let's do what God says. That's what is important. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. Look, also at, uh, at sheep. Look also at sheep. Although they are so large and are driven by the fierce winds, they are turned by a little small rudder wherever the pilot desires. And then it says, even so, the tongue is a little member. Your tongue determines where you're going, what you're saying. That's what the scripture tells us. I said this, I said everything I said about the natu- what you speak in natural words. That is affecting your life. What if you spoke most of your words in tongues? It's the same tongue, right? It's the same tongue. What if you spend more time speaking in tongues? Your life's going to change. If natural words that you speak can change your life, right? How much more speaking in the spirit language? It's the same tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? It's the same tongue. But now you're using your spirit language. You know what? Let me give you a little secret. You know why Paul said, I speak in tongues more than every one of you. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than every one of you. His life was different. Paul became the greatest apostle. Even rebuking Peter. Because he understood the gospel even better than Peter who walked with Jesus. How? 
I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than every one of you. And that was given to him by the scripture. You, in your lifetime, can never speak in tongues more than Paul did in his lifetime. You cannot, because it's established in scripture. I thank my God I speak in tongues more, more than every one of you. But then he said, in the church, I'm coming to that, I would rather speak in language that you understand, five words in language that you understand, than 10,000 words in tongues. He did his speaking in tongues at home. And see how his life was. When you read in in history books and talk about the people that influenced the world the most, number one is Jesus. Guess who number two is? Paul. Go check it out. That's the man that spoke in tongues more than every human. Amen? It's a very important, important thing. I have a lot to say about these things. You know, let me say, go to this. How does the believer benefit uh, from praying in tongues? How do you benefit from it? We need to have the understanding. Otherwise, I'm doing it, but I don't know what I will get from this. The Bible tells us very clear, when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying in tongues. If you're not praying in tongues, you're not praying in the Spirit. But God says, I desire those to worship me who will worship me in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Not just in truth, by biblical things that you learn, but also in the Spirit. You got to worship God in that way. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, For if, conditional, if I pray in in a tongue, my spirit prays. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. What does that say? Notice the word spirit is not capitalized. That's your spirit. The Holy Spirit energizes your, your spirit, your human spirit, that God gave to you, a new spirit in, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25, 26, and 27. God gave you a new spirit. And then he said, I will put my spirit in you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will do my judgments and, do, and keep them. You will keep my judgments and do them. That's what he says. So that's your human spirit, the new born again spirit, the new spirit I will give to you. Uh, Ezekiel 36. So you have a new spirit and then the Holy Spirit comes in and then causes your new spirit to pray in tongues. It's not the Holy Spirit praying. It's your spirit that's praying in tongues in a different language. So if you pray in tongues, you're praying in the spirit. If you cannot pray in tongues, you cannot pray in the spirit. According to Paul, listen to this. What is the conclusion then? I will pray, notice what it says, with, I'm going to hit you with, right? I will pray with the spirit, but I will also pray with, with the understanding. That's my language. When you pray in tongues, you don't understand what you're saying, unless God gives it to you. Why God did that, I don't know, but I will obey. doesn't make a difference. God says you can pray that way, and Paul did that way. He says, so I will pray with the Spirit, I will pray with the understanding, I will sing with the Spirit, I will also speak with the understanding. Oh gosh, my time. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Can you give me just another conclusion? <laughs> another conclusion. Yeah. So, moving on. I heard a story by Walt Robertson. I read his story. And uh, God had called him to ministry. And he decided, I'm going to stay home. Since I don't have nobody inviting me to the church, you know, just like me called, nobody's going to invite you. They don't know you. So he stayed at home. Nobody was inviting him to preach. He didn't know what to do. So he's going to spend eight hours just like he normally does at work in his closet praying and studying the scriptures. Pray for an hour or something, and then he will study. So he had this uh, prayer list of everything he wanted to pray for. And then he went after it in, in English, in American. Praying a storm, inspired prayer. And he prayed all these things, and he, he prayed for a while. And he thought, oh God, I think I must, I must have gone through the hour. And so he checked his time. He hasn't gone 15 minutes yet. He, he says, oh Lord God, I've finished everything I need to pray for. How can I stay here in a, for an hour? I have nothing more to pray for. So he started praying in tongues. Prayed for an hour in tongues. And he stayed that for a long time. He didn't go anywhere because nobody invited him. The first day he went out, because he was invited to a meeting, the first day he went out, he was sitting because they said some preacher was preaching and he needed to listen to him. So he went to the meeting and he sat down and he turned his eyes as the preacher was preaching and he saw God op- open his eyes. This woman just reading with arthritis all her body. She was in pain, but she was in church and he couldn't help himself. He, he went straight and grabbed the woman and was yelling and praying. And the preacher said, uh, stop that man over there. He's out of order. And the ushers went and they saw the woman's legs, you know, growing out or something. And they said, we're not listening to you, preacher. This has to finish. So he sent some other person, hey, stop them over there. That guy went there, saw what was going on. I'm not stopping this. If you want to stop it, you come down, preacher, and stop this. And before long, the woman was up, running, healed. The whole church, and that began his ministry. Now everybody knew God could use him, so they were inviting him. It's a powerful tool. Powerful tool for the believer. Listen to this, and I'll close with this. First closing, you know. He says, likewise, Romans 8, verse 26. You, many of us know this scripture. He says, likewise, the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit helps our weaknesses. So I have a weakness that I need the Spirit to help me with. What is that weakness? I have a weakness. Every one of you has that weakness. It says, this is the weakness. We do not know what to pray for. It didn't say we don't know how to pray and what we can pray. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. It's just you're human. You're human. If you are at home praying 
and your son is out, and there is a drunk person on the street, in the same road, and your son possibly could be killed by this drunk person, how would you know to pray? How would you know to pray? But when you pray with the Spirit, the Spirit of God knows what's going on with your son over there. He knows there's a danger, there's danger. And so you pray in the Spirit, and you don't even know what you're praying about, but it's intense you pray, I've experienced that. Prayed for a young man. He was here in our church. He's still safety today. That was 1988 or something. I prayed with him. He's still living as a Christian today. His life was upside down. But that morning I woke up feeling that intensity and I prayed in tongues all day, wondering what is going on because I felt lost. I felt like God has abandoned me. And I was crying out to God for a long time and nothing was happening. I said, God, I confessed everything that I knew. That maybe I, maybe I, was, I didn't forgive this person enough. Maybe this, maybe that. And I kept praying. I found out why I said, no, something is going on. I must be praying for somebody else. Later, this fellow showed up. He said, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I said, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then he said, no, sir. But, and then he told me what was happening in his life. I prayed with him. Demon left. The demon left him. And his life has changed. He visited our church not too long ago. I didn't want to talk about that while he was here. But that's what God does. When you pray in the Spirit... When I did that, I wasn't a pastor. Just church member. Amen. All of you can do that. Can I hear an amen? All of you can do that. Every one of you. Even the children. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't say, well, I'm not pastor. Good luck. Well, pastor, good luck. He's just a man. Amen. Likewise, I said I would close with this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our witnesses. For we do not know what to, we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit himself, makes intercession for us. We think we are praying, but in tongues, the Holy Spirit is actually praying for your need that you have no clue about. You may, your boss may be wanting to fire you, but he won't say anything to you. But the Spirit of God already knows. And he prays through you for the next good job. Better than the job you have right now. Better. And you have no clue until you are told and you are fighting. And God's Spirit tells you, because you've been praying in tongues, don't worry, son, don't worry, daughter. I got something better for you. If I didn't make him fire you, you will stay here for the rest of your life. But I want you to go somewhere else so you can go through the little pain. I got something better for you. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. The Spirit makes intercession for us. And if you read the scripture all the way to the, 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 the last verse here, it says, for the Spirit prays for us according to the will of God. Amen? When he prays for us, he's praying God's will into your life. How many of you want God's will to be done in your life? That's a good will. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit then takes everything and directs your life and brings you right to the will of God for your life. Some of it, while you are going through, just like Joseph, you won't like it. Why am I, if God really gave me a dream, why am I in Pharaoh's house and his wife's tempting me? Why am I in prison? Why did my brother, my brothers, I love them. Why did they sell me as a slave? But all of it, God was directing his life to the throne of Egypt. The greatest throne. Amen. 
That's what God can do for you. I, can, I will be a liar and a cheat if I become a minister and don't tell you this truth. Because it's important. I want you to exceed what I have accomplished in life. I don't know how much I have accomplished. I want you to do that. And that's, that's great for me. I taught you everything you know. You can become the great evangelist around the world. You are still my child. I, I taught you everything. Amen. Stand up with me tonight, this morning. <laughs> so I couldn't finish my message, so get ready for it next Sunday. I still have a lot to say. Yes, I do have a lot to say. Amen. Amen. Our God is great. You know why you're here today? You think it's a coincidence? He wanted you to hear these words. And if you will receive these words and you begin to act on it, some of you have received the Holy Spirit but never pray in tongues very much. You pray a few, uh, few minutes and you quit. I stopped doing that years ago. And God will just download things into my spirit. And then I go out and act on them. He confirms them just like that. So I, I feel that strength and confidence when it's coming from him. And you will too. If you will only dedicate yourself to spending that time praying in the spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you haven't received, you can receive this morning. You can receive this morning. It's easy. When God gives a gift, it's free. You don't struggle to breathe, right? If you're struggling to breathe, we'll take you to the hospital because it's not natural. (laughs) It's free. It's free. The air is there for you. Just like the Holy Spirit is there for you. Because God has sent him to the world for us. Just like the, the air is here for us. Only those who want it, you can receive. I need you to give me... Um, that's another closing, I guess. <laughs> I need you to give me uh, Luke chapter 11, beginning from verse 9. Just to tell you how you can receive the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he says. That's for you if you haven't received the Holy Spirit. This is your day. Amen? Please don't hold back. Because God brought you here, if you haven't received, to let you know to receive this so that he can set you on your path, the path of your destiny. That's what it is. If you fear, he who fears is not made perfect in love. Don't fear what God has given. You got to step out in faith today, just like Peter did when he stepped out of water. Amen? It's going to come a time, we're going to pray for everybody, and I'm going to ask you to start joining me to speak in tongues. Don't go trying to test the water if it will hold your weight. You won't come out of the boat. Just begin to speak by faith. You don't have to feel anything. I prayed for a lady. She said, I felt electricity. I said, I'm not praying for electricity. I want you to speak in tongues. That's not my goal. I wasn't satisfied with that electricity stuff. 
Electric shock. Ooh. That's not what we want. Listen. Uh, it says, so I say, notice it's Jesus speaking, say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For the reason why if you ask, you will receive, he's giving you a principle. For everyone who asks, receives. That's why he said, ask and you shall receive. Knock, the door will be opened. Because everyone who asks, receives. No one is refused. No one. That gave me a lot of peace. I can ask and he will give to me. No one is refused. Everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from, his, for, from any father among you, Will he give him a stone? Some people are afraid. If I ask for the Holy Spirit and I try to speak in tongues, uh, I, I sinned last night. Well, if you sinned last night, repent. I sinned last night. The devil might slip one on me and the devil will come. No, it can't happen. That's what Jesus was saying. You can't pray for the Holy Spirit and receive a devil. It's impossible. It's impossible. So be free to speak in tongues. Amen. You won't give a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? <laughs> That's a kind of a dinner for your kid. You know what Jesus is saying? You won't get anything bad. But let me ask you this question. If your child is asking for bread, would you say to your child, why don't you wait till next week? And we give you all the bread you want. The child will look, look at you like, Huh? Daddy? We got bread right there. Can I go get it? No. Wait till next week. No. The bread is already there for you. The table is already prepared for you. Amen? All you have to do is sit down and eat. Amen? But then look at what he said. If you then, being evil, uh, we know to give our child food, right? Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give what? The Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. All you have to do is ask. You're a child of God. It's that easy. Don't make it complicated. Just begin to speak in tongues. Are we ready? Are we ready? I need every one of you to speak in tongues today. New, whether you just came to church for the first time, don't let that bother you. I like you better than the old guys. They are going to analyze what pastor is saying, but you don't analyze. You just fall in and say, yes, I'm going. That's why I like it when I'm preaching to people who are pagans. They just say, yes, that's what pastor said. They joined me, and I like it that way. But when I come to the church, they analyze everything you're saying and they won't act. <laughs> I feel like taking a whip now, kidding. <laughs> Are we going to pray right now? Are we ready? This is how we go for it, okay? We're going to ask him to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And then the next thing, I'm going to pray for you just like the apostles did. 
And after that, I would ask you, God told me years ago, if you can convince them to join you, they will receive the Holy Spirit. He said to me, there will not be a split second. When they open their mouth, I wouldn't even permit them to speak a word that is from their own spirit. I'll take over. Just like Peter stepped on the water, he didn't sink. He stepped boldly. God was right there. That's what's going to happen this morning. Are we ready? Are we everyone ready? Please don't be afraid. If there's something wrong, I'm here. We'll take care of it. I've done this for many years. Amen? That's why I have a book on it. Are we ready? So let's pray to the Lord right now. Say with me. Heavenly Father, I believe in the Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sins and to receive me as your son and your daughter. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know the word says that you are the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. The scripture says so. So I'm coming to you today and asking you, Lord Jesus, to fill me with the Holy Spirit. And Spirit of God, enable me to speak in tongues as you give utterance. Lord, I believe because I have asked, I have received. And I'm grateful to you in Jesus' name. Amen. How many believe we receive? All of us believe. Now, the next thing I'm going to pray, and after I pray, I will start praying in tongues. I need those of you that have received and those of you that haven't received, all of us will start speaking in tongues. And believe me, once you open your mouth, remember, you have to come to the Lord like a child. Lower the distance a little bit. You have to come to the Lord as a child. It's very important. You don't analyze anything. That's faith. You step out in faith and walk on that water. Amen? And you will receive. God will not disappoint you. I need you to be bold today. Come boldly before the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Come today with that boldness. Amen? Father, I pray for your, your children today, especially for those that haven't received this gift. Just like we did last Sunday. Because that is your will, O oh God. It is your will for every child of God to be able to, to be able to be spiritual when they want to. Because you have given the Holy Spirit to us according to your word. I pray for them right now. And I believe that they have received because they ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to start speaking in tongues. You just need to join me. That's what God told me to do. And if you join me, the word will be there. Amen. Bakando rose ketere bakande leba. Everybody, roba baba. Don't hesitate. Rekanda leba bakando reba si baba. Rosso konde leba baba bayaseba. Musicians also, you can play and see because your mind is different. Reba baba baba rosso konde leba ki. Rosa kande leba kate. Rosso konde leba baba yaseba ba. Morosso konde leba kate. Rese baba baba yaseba ba. If you are hesitating, there is a little fear and there is a little doubt in you and that's sin also. Everything that is not of faith is sin. 
Come here, God. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Yes, yes. Bear with me. You can stay where you are. That's fine. You're going to speak with me now, right? Join me, okay? Are you a believer? You see Christ? You need to start speaking, okay? Don't sound like anything you heard. But when you start speaking, he'll take over. You start small, but he goes. You want to join me? You're going to do that? Let's go. Open. You got to speak. You got to hear yes. Whatever comes. You don't, it doesn't come from your heart, from your mind. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Just let your mouth, tongue go, okay? Join me. That's it. Don't stop. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. That's it. 